Happy 2019, everyone. This is NLPS Ed Talks. Today, we are speaking with the superintendent and CEO of Nanaimo Ladysmith Public Schools, Scott Saywell. He's a fantastic individual. I get to work with him every day. He's going to be sharing a little bit about where he grew up, where did he go to university, uh, some of his hobbies. What is What does he like to do outside of the district? Uh, and of course, um, a little bit about his uh, band and maybe some of his favorite songs. We're going to be talking about that. On the latter part of the podcast, we're going to be talking about what's coming up for 2019 and what's going to be coming coming up for the district in the coming years. We're going to talk a little bit about reconciliation. We'll talk about the learning framework and some of the great programs for all the students here in the district. Thanks for joining us. Stay tuned. This is NLPS Ed Talks, a podcast brought to you by Nanaimo Ladysmith Public Schools. I'm Dale Burgos, the Executive Director of Communications, and I'll be sharing conversations with students, staff, and friends of the district. We'll learn, we'll laugh, we may cry, but most importantly, we'll share the unique stories of individuals that work and play in our school system. Nanaimo Ladysmith Public Schools is one of many school districts in British Columbia, Canada, and is centrally located in one of the most beautiful places in the world, Vancouver Island. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to WKRP in Cincinnati. <laughs> I had to try it. It's a great start. It's an oldie but a goodie. I, I, I thought I'd try something a little bit different. Um, welcome. This is very exciting. We are on number seven of the uh, NLPS Ed Talks podcasts. And uh, we've we've had some good ones. We've got some good responses from our past ones, and uh, we're kicking off 2019 with our with our superintendent and CEO because uh, he's got a lot of things to share with us. We'll get to that a little bit later on about what's going on in the district. But uh, let's start. Let's go. Let's go back now. Let's go back a number of years. All right, shall we, son? Let's let's do that. <laughs> okay, let's do that. Now uh, you are a product of Nanaimo. Happy to say so. Happy yes. to say so. I love it. Where did you grow up? Um, well, I was born in Duncan, but uh, moved here to Nanaimo when I was uh, 10 years old. And so uh, we moved to Cinnabar Valley, uh, one of the first houses in Cinnabar Valley. So it was um, just being developed. And uh, um, I went to Chase River Elementary when I was in grade five. Okay. And uh, It was open already? <laughs> Chase River, yeah. <laughs> now, Cinnabar Valley wasn't. Oh, Cinnabar Valley, uh, but, of course. Uh, right, yeah, yeah uh, Chase River, yeah. I... Uh, I um, uh, we lived at the bottom of the valley, so it was quite a hike to to uh, school. Right. Um, but I rode my bike, and uh, I remember that uh, quite well. Um, I, can, I can just picture that little Scott Saywell yeah, on his absolutely. bike, <laughs> <laughs> banana seat bike. Um, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I had one of those. I, I wrecked it completely on one of those ramp jumps I did. Uh, so right from K to like, was it a? Uh, K to six school at the time, or was it K to, uh, K to K seven? seven? Okay, uh, but in grade six and seven, I went to uh, South Wellington. Okay, so uh, it was quite a hike to the, the top of the valley, and then we got a bus and uh, and went to South Wellington. Okay, um, I'm guessing it. Uh, well, now I'm, I remember the bus driver Dale. Uh, oh, what a great guy he Good was! Good name. Yeah, he re- he's retired now, of course. Oh. Uh, retired uh, a few years ago, but uh, I remember him quite well. Um, because that, uh, that bus ride must have been 40 minutes. Uh, yeah. So, um, but I, yeah, I, and South Wellington was a, a great little school, and uh, I enjoyed it. I love it. My okay. time there, yeah. So after South Wellington, you move over to? Uh, we Then, uh, Cinnabar Valley, uh, we were bused to, uh, I went to uh, Cedar Junior at the time. Oh. So uh, back then, uh, NDSS was the only... Uh, sort of high school, so we had junior highs back then, yeah. and uh, I went to ND uh, for grades 11 and 12. But uh, yeah, so uh, Cedar, Cedar Junior Secondary for grades 8 to 10. 
Okay, right. Yeah. Uh, when we when we went for a tour, I went for a walk with you around NDSS, and I uh, you showed me your, your grad pick. Mm-hmm. Great, I love it. Mm-hmm. There's Scott Saywell. Yeah, sitting in the third row, standing yeah. in, in the third row. Yeah, I, I was about uh, five foot two in grade twelve, <laughs> and uh, you could barely see me in that grad Aww. photo. But, uh, oh, you finally grew up. I, well, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Not much, but a little bit. I love it. Uh, I feel like I can get away with a lot more now that we're being recorded on a podcast here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bug you a little bit more I think than usual because no. normally you shouldn't do that with your boss right but um, but but here we go so 11 and 12 NDSS uh, some highlights some experiences that you'd want to share some something good um, yeah I, yeah well um, geez we're gonna we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get into it now I uh, <laughs> you know I was uh, a little challenged in grade 11 and 12 because um, and and this might be well, I'm going to get deep now. This might be why I found myself, uh, for most of my career, uh, teaching in uh, alternate programs or, or uh, working with vulnerable youth. Um, uh, my parents divorced uh, when I was in grade 10, and uh, that had uh, an effect on me. I lived with my dad uh, in grade, uh, the end of grade 10, 11 and 12, and um, I struggled through um, high school. and. Um, and so high school was a challenge for me. Um, and up until that point, I was a pretty good student. I did well. Um, but um, I think it's uh, uh, suffice to say how even a, you know, even a divorce, but a divorce in a family can really change the dynamic uh, for a family and certainly uh, uh, for student success. So I think, I think that's why I was drawn ultimately to uh, working in alternate programs. And I've sort of uh, spent my career doing that, uh, uh, hopefully championing um, um, the at-risk student. So, um, yeah, high, high school was a, a bit of a challenge for me. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it all makes sense now, giving you giving that um, background, because uh, a, big, a big focus of ours right now is, is our learning, alter- uh, learning alternatives. Yeah. Um, and we'll get to that in just a little bit, but thanks for sharing that, Scott. Yeah. Thanks. That's, um, uh, so grade 12, you graduated in what year? Uh, 1981. 1981. Okay, so you've explained a little bit why you got into education. Uh, you, you know, what what was it? Um, do you remember that turning point in your life that that made you decide, this is this is my calling. I, I need to do this. Um, yeah, education's well. You know, I I I had a um, a few careers I thought I was going into. I originally went. I uh, got a biology degree. I went to uh, Mount Allison University. And uh, it was a good time for me to uh, get out of Nanaimo as well. And I had an uncle who worked at uh, Mount Allison University in, in Sackville, New Brunswick. And he w- became my mentor. I went to uh, Mount A, as it's called, and uh, followed in his footsteps and got a, a biology degree. I had a couple plans that fell through. Um, you know, I, I thought at one point uh, I was uh, going to be a doctor of all things. Wow. And, um uh, I don't know what happened to that. I th- um, and, and then maybe a dentist. And then I really uh, uh, followed, I think, what, uh, what, what I was made to do. Um, I've been coaching soccer for a while, uh, young kids in soccer for a few years. And uh, um, in summers, I would do that in, uh, out of Moncton, New Brunswick. And, uh, 
And that's kind of what made me happy. So I had a, uh, an epiphany at, at, at some point and said, well, I, I'm going to go get my teaching degree. And I did a few years after I, I graduated with my uh, biology degree. Um, and, and, and the rest is uh, kind of history. Also at Mount A? Yeah, I went back to Mount A. I, I came yeah. home for a little bit and, okay. and uh, worked a few jobs, worked at the hospital and, and worked at, uh, I got into fitness a little bit and so worked at uh, some gyms and so on. And uh, then went back, did my education degree, and uh, and then stayed in the Maritimes for about ten years, um, nice. sort of on and off altogether. But uh, taught for a few years out there as well, um, just outside Halifax, a place called uh, Truro, Nova Scotia, um, nice. at Cobequid Educational nice. Center, uh, qu- a quite large high school. And so, and then you know, as it does the. The West Coast kind of draws you back eventually, and so uh, I came back here in uh, in 1994. Fantastic! Yeah, Excellent. what what a journey, coast to coast, right? Yeah, I love it. Uh, okay, so that's a little bit of uh, now. If you didn't take education, was was there ever was there ever something another calling that you think you had? You mentioned that you might you know you thought about being a doctor. Was there maybe something else? If if you weren't well, what you're doing now, what would you be doing? You know, I had designs to be a professional soccer player oh, at, uh, yeah. at one point, and um, uh, you know, um, I, you know that that dream fell through. I <laughs> guess uh, I had a little opportunity to uh, play professional, but but you know, back in the mid '80s, professional soccer players were getting uh, paid. Uh, well, they weren't getting paid anything actually. Right. And uh, and the truth is, I you know, I wasn't good enough ultimately, but. Uh, I followed that for a little while, and right. uh, and then uh, and, and then as I, well, reality struck me, and uh, that's when I went back into education. Um, uh, you, you know what else? Well, you know what I uh, um, years ago as well. Maybe uh, I've re- I've really enjoyed music, and uh, I've uh, I've played in this local band for a while, and uh, yes, I, I think music could have been a career. But again, I'm. I'm not that great. I've just played for a long time, um, so uh, it it certainly is my passion. But um, and I you know I guess that's everyone's dream if you can uh, turn your passion into an occupation. I, I, I think you've made it. It's never too late, Scott. Well, I keep that's what I'm saying. I keep playing. Yeah, I'm, keep I'm doing it. I'm waiting to get discovered. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, maybe at one point we'll get you back on here play a couple songs play, oh. play a couple ditties absolutely I will yeah and uh, we'll put you out there small, <laughs> small town guy makes it big <laughs> I love it maybe you can start off by making our jingle uh, yeah let's yeah, work yeah. on that yeah. Yeah. Yeah, talks. something I don't know that was terrible but uh, I'll leave it to the professionals on that one uh, okay so university we're done now you've uh, got married had kids uh, yes uh, I did get married um and have a couple kids. Uh, both my kids go to ND, so the school I graduated from, which is kind of cool. Nice. Uh, my daughter will graduate this year, uh, and my son is in grade nine. Love uh, it. Yeah, they they love it there. Um, it's a it's a great school. All of our schools are great, of course. Of course. But um, um, yeah, they're enjoying it. And um, you know, the, the big question for my daughter is now, uh, you know, grade twelve. What what's she um, going to get into? Um, and uh, she's she kind of likes volleyball, and um, she's been asked to play at VIU, so I, I, think, nice. I think she's going to VIU. Uh, you've you've talked a little bit about what you do on the side. It's it's nice to know 
who the people are. I mean, we've we've had people that come that came on the podcast here, and somebody like Nancy Ketchin, for example, from HR, and and uh, she she calls bullfrogs, American bullfrogs. Mm-hmm. Have another teacher who works with uh, kids on anxiety and different pieces. It's 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 great. Let's know a little. Uh, let's find a little bit more about about you, other than of course the singing, soccer. You you've done that. What are what other hobbies do you have? Um, geez, well you know I I uh, I paint a little bit, um, but isn't that a, isn't that a great thing about um, this profession that you get your to, you get to bring yourself to work? Um, I always uh, I always like that about uh, about teaching, right? So uh, you know I would bring my guitar when I was uh, certainly working in alternate programs. Um, I would bring my guitar into class, and uh, the kids love it, and nice. we would play and sing and. Uh, and we make a connection that way, uh, and it's you know really is a beauty of the profession. Everyone in this profession gets an opportunity to to bring themselves to work um, with with all of their gifts, and um, uh, yeah. So you know, I I, uh, I paint a little bit, I read, um, you know, that's that's right. kind of it. I I I like to uh, uh, spend time with my my kids, of course, when I can, and and they're into sports. So up until the last couple of years, I've. Uh, I've had a hand in coaching them, so I've, I've nice. enjoyed that in, in soccer. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's some of the things I'm sort of interested in. I like it. In. Let, yeah. let's, um, you mentioned some paintings, so I'm assuming not crayons on paper. We're talking like acrylics, or are we talking, what's, what's your style? Uh, I don't have a style, <laughs> um, and uh, I've, I've, I've worked with, uh, I like to uh, uh, engage some uh, local artists, Bob Brooks, uh, of course you yes. know. So I've I've done some work with Bob and uh, principal, right? Ivan uh, Vanderkoy, who's uh, Yvonne Vanderkoy, who's a, a really excellent artist in town. Um, I've uh, I've done some work with her, and um, and uh, you know uh, it's kind of it's one of those things that I uh, do want to have a little bit of time, right? You know. Yes, we should get some of that up on the walls here. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Huh? Yeah, let's maybe, do that. Maybe not. <laughs> I love it. That's um, I'm not good. I just enjoy it. it it's 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 all it's all up. <laughs> it's nothing you want to see in the eye of the beholder. Is that what the saying is? That's or uh, absolutely correct. There you go. Yeah. And we wouldn't really tell you if it was bad or good. I guess, right? Mm. You just tell me it's good. <laughs> we just we say it. We say it as it is. Uh, music obviously is a big part of your life, and uh, I mean, I'd like to know who's your who's your favorite band, all time favorite. Oh well, uh, f- uh, first thing that comes to mind is uh, I-, I enjoy the Eagles, uh, Counting Crows. I heard um, Blue Rodeo on the way to uh, to work this morning, and I okay. uh, hadn't heard uh, uh, Blue Rodeo in a little bit. But um, yeah, those those types of bands. Okay, yeah, it was good. Uh, actually, we we went to, uh, to visit a school one day, and I get in. This is a quick story here, Scott, and I uh, get in, and um, radio's on full blast when we get in, and. Taylor Swift's playing. I'm like, oh, that's that. I didn't. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> Funny stuff. Funny stuff. I'm kidding, Scott. I, I One Direction. I, I like as well. One Direction. <laughs> I listen to uh, Zane. <laughs> Zane. Zane. Yeah. Zalis. Is that uh, One Direction? One, one of them. I don't know. Let's go. Sounds it. right. Yeah, probably. Sounds right. <laughs> um, but I, I listen to the stuff my kids listen to as well. Of course. Um, yeah. So do I. Marcus gets into this rap stuff, which is a bit challenging for me. But, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, my daughter, Jaden, kind of likes country, and so I've been listening to that. She's introducing me to some stuff I wouldn't normally listen to. So uh, I listen to all kinds of stuff. Of Don't everything. you? I do, Yeah, what do you listen to? Well, I mean, geez, when the kids are in the car, it's usually the top 40, right? Yeah. We just listen to whatever's popular right now. Uh, although my uh, one of my kids is getting into a little bit of uh, rock, classic rock. 
and uh, you know he's in the shower, and all of a sudden I start hearing some um, Buffalo Springfield, and and I mean, come for what on. it's worth, yeah. Well, I guess I don't know if that would be classic rock, but it would definitely be, um, you know, you know, one of those those earlier versions of it, anyways. And and it, and it's great. I love it. Yeah. Right. Sometimes you hear Ozzy Osbourne playing. Yeah. Right. Crazy Train. What's going on? Right. <laughs> Gotta love it though. That's all the good stuff. Uh, favorite song. Is there a song out there? Oh, that I just... don't know. Uh, it's 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 typically typically the song I'm working on. So, um, uh, you know, I, it, well, here's uh, here's something you don't need to know. Um, I, <laughs> the acoustics in my bathroom are great, so uh, that's where I'm usually playing. And so oh, yeah. I just had this image of uh, whatever song, I, and I play it to death, so I get tired of it eventually. But right. um, so I, you know, if I'm learning a song for for the band, then uh, that's my favorite song at the time. And then uh, a couple weeks later, I typically hate it because I've overplayed it. So you got uh, the guitar in the bathroom. It, you've you've, got... There's an image, yeah. <laughs> guitar in the bathroom playing away. Um, I could just hear it. Kids knocking on the door. They, Dad, that's exactly it. Need to shower. Dad, it's not like that IKEA commercial, right? Dad doesn't care. He's just going in there. <laughs> the acoustics are great. There, come on over and we. Come over. <laughs> yeah, right. We should have did the podcast over there. Next time. Next time. Okay, I love it. That's great. Uh, thank you for sharing a lot of your history there. It's always nice to know some some of the things uh, that, that make up the people that work here in the district. I'd really like to move on now and, and take some time and um, talk about what we're doing as a district. It's 2019 now. We've got some great, great things going on. Mm. I, I'm fortunate enough to be a part of that and seeing it firsthand. And um, right now, I think the big thing for me uh, is is really in what we're calling the Sayetsis uh, reconciliation policy and framework. That's a big piece right now. Of course, um, following the Truth and Reconciliation Commission's um, recommendations, and we've got. I mean, we've been doing great work in the district already when it comes to reconciliation, Aboriginal education. But I'd really like your take on mm. on why the focus, uh, where we're going with it. Well. Um yeah, the, well, that you know, of course, is is top of mind. Mm -hmm. uh, this, this, uh, you know, we haven't done well by our um, indigenous students for a long time, uh, forever, frankly. And uh, I'm I'm happy to say that our uh, indigenous grad rate uh, jumped last year by ten percent. So we are closing that achievement gap, um, but it's going to take a lot of work, right? And uh, th what this you know, CAHS policy proposes that um, we 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 um, you know we're we're governed by the you know the policies and and the leadership in in the district and our, our board of trustees, and uh, what this does is uh, puts into our our framework our sort of our governance this idea that uh, we need to treat each other a little bit differently. And the policy itself really speaks to the important of uh, the importance of the land uh, and the culture and the language. And uh, so, as you know, Dale, we've been uh, I've been doing my best to learn Halkaminum, and so we have uh, um, we have someone teaching the senior management team Halkaminum. Uh, and we're trying to learn more than just simple greetings, and right. uh, you know, and, and and well, it's important to do that, and it's important to um, recognize the traditional territory that we're on. We're uh, we're trying to go deeper, and so I've been on this sort of personal journey to understanding the uh, what I would call the plight of Indigenous people for quite some time, and I think it takes a, uh, uh, some time to reconcile between. What I would call sort of academic knowledge um, of the of, 
um, cultural genocide and, and the history of indigenous people to a more, uh, to uh, uh, maybe a heartfelt understanding. And so that uh, connection between the, uh, the heart and the mind, I think, is uh, really critically important. So what this framework proposes to do is uh, hopefully infect every single student and every staff member in the district uh, in a way that would help have us uh, talking about these issues in a in a real heartfelt way, and uh, so this is a, this is a, the journey we're on, um, and uh, we've been in this uh, uh, consultation process for a little bit uh, because that's what you do when you put uh, something into policy, and so uh, we've been doing this uh, traveling uh, committee show, engaging our uh, educational partners. Uh, our First Nations partners, Métis partners, uh, Tillicum Lalem, and we have all of these people represented on, on doing this uh, committee work as well. So we have uh, knowledge keepers from uh, the three land-based First Nations, uh, uh, Staminas, Nanawas, and uh, Snenemo, as well as uh, Mid-Island Métis representation and uh, and uh, Tillicum Lalem Friendship Centre. So uh, these are the people who are really uh, steering this for us and so I like to think we're uh, we're walking hand in hand in this work and uh, um, I'm certainly not leading the work um, we have our indigenous partners um, doing this for us so um, this is big stuff for the school district and uh, yep. and uh, I'm really proud of that work and uh, lots of work ahead but um, the reality is it it took us 150 years to get to where we are now mm -hmm. And it's going to take us a little time um, so that uh, our Indigenous students are on par with our non-Indigenous students in, you know, in success, achievement rates, participation rates. Um, but uh, it's just, I, I think there's um, some shifting momentum. Um, the BCTF is uh, all over this work, of course, and promoting it and... Uh, and uh, our, our principal groups as well really understand this work. Our, our parent groups who are also involved in, uh, in the committee. Um, yeah, it just feels like a, a groundswell to me. Yes, so, I agree, definitely. Yeah, so that's, that's really important work in the school district right now. But there's all kinds of things that are, are pressing, right? And uh, uh, not the least of which is uh, our new transformed curriculum, right? And uh, key to that is the idea of, uh, um, and, and that's, by the way, I mean, that's how we improve learning for kids, right? It's in the classroom. And so my job is to, is to somehow um, influence teachers in, in some way, um, from afar, of course, but, uh, and, and we do that by, you know, setting policy and direction and, and strategic planning and, and building a culture where, where uh, uh, teachers and support staff can uh, achieve achieve greater success for kids, um, but yeah, uh, there's lots to do. We're we're a growing district, of course, mm -hmm. and uh, yep. one of our challenges going forward is uh, accommodating these uh, new students. So we're uh, we're designing uh, new uh, beautiful uh, learning spaces. Um, a couple of years ago, you might have called them portables, but right. uh, yep. um, uh, brighter with larger windows and uh, and better furniture and technology and uh, 
um, HVAC systems. And so um, if, if that's what we're sort of forced to do, which is uh, add these learning spaces to, uh, that's the immediate future of uh, how we're going to accommodate uh, students in classes. Um, then we're going to make them uh, really nice. Yes. So I'm, I'm uh, and Good. we're refurbishing a lot of our portables mm -hmm. as well, and uh, we have a refurbishing program going on where we have students doing the work alongside uh, our QP members. Right. And, uh, great partnership. Yeah, great partnership. Yep. So I'm, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that as well. That, and that program will um, continue for the foreseeable future as well. So I, I've seen some of the uh, the renderings of, of the learning studios, and uh, gone are the days of that the four wall portable. Yeah, right? with, the, with a door and maybe one window on one wall, and and that was pretty much it. It's 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 great to see. Uh, and, well, even to be a part of the conversations, I mean, there's technology that's also being discussed and what will it look like in the portable and it's no longer just going to be that chalkboard on the back wall. There's going to be some technology in there as well. So it's uh, it's exciting. Yeah, there, right? there's, there's a sense uh, that um, portables are uh, uh, a lesser than uh, place to learn and uh, as a teacher I can tell you that I really liked being out in the portable. Mm -hmm. um, I could make as much noise as I wanted to <laughs> out there and I wouldn't bother the, right. the teacher next door and uh, there's some real positives and, and so we want to ensure that uh, students have the best learning spaces possible. So yep, there you go. That's the design. Love it. Well, let's go back a little bit here. You mentioned um, completion rates and so on and so forth. That's always top of mind for a lot of people. Obviously important for parents. They want their, their kids to graduate and move on and be successful in life. Uh, the district, uh, we're working on it. When we've, we've, we've jumped uh, a lot in, mm -hmm. in, uh, in completion rates in the last year. And uh, let, let's talk a little bit more about that. You know, what's, what are some of the things you talked about the learning framework, you talked about curriculum, but let's, uh, you know, what, what's going on out there in the field that's, that's helping these kids? Well, I, I think some things we've uh, instituted over the last, uh, last few years are critically important. Um, if, if you read uh, stuff on what uh, makes school districts successful, mm -hmm. um, it is, uh, well, uh, well, you know, one, one, one of the big factors in education is this idea of uh, collective teacher efficacy. So if you read the literature on this, what it means is that uh, teachers collectively um, know that they can make a difference to uh, student learning. It seems like a simple and obvious thing to state, mm -hmm. uh, but it's a key element in uh, prov uh, improving success rates. And a key element in building collective teacher efficacy is um, providing opportunity for teachers to get together, uh, talk about teaching and learning, right? Use data that, that supports what they're doing. Um, and so we have uh, inst instituted um, professional learning time right. for teachers, right, in, in the professional uh, learning committee. So um, that's a re the real, real big deal that uh, I don't think the general public uh, truly appreciates. Um, what what a profound effect that that can have right. on on student success. I think that in itself could be a podcast in the future talking about PLCs. I got on my board, so it'd be great to talk about that because parents do have questions about what that time is. Yeah, prof yeah, professional learning communities are uh, a, a real advantage, and um, uh, lots of school districts are are moving in that direction if yes. they haven't already. Mm -hmm. And uh, I th I think in uh, no no small part we'll see greater s student success because because of it. So. I think it's a great idea. As a parent, uh, I, I see a big benefit to it. I mean, teachers, uh, like students, are always learning 
and that's the time that they would take. And uh, I mean, those those are great opportunities for for the students in the end, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, why not have have our staff continuing to learn? I think it's a fantastic piece. Um, there's there's also there's students out there that will always succeed no matter what, of course, right? But then there's also that. Um, those students that uh, may struggle a little bit, like what you shared earlier and on how uh, your experience in high school was. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I really like about our district is, is there's a lot of opportunities and a lot of outside of the box thinking when it comes to classroom instruction or outside of the classroom instruction. Uh, a great example is uh, learning alternatives and, and how we expanded the program. Maybe tell, uh, tell us a little bit about what happened this past summer um, and, and the success of that program over at Woodlands. Well, uh, yeah, so you know I'm a strong advocate for um, working with uh, vulnerable students and uh, you know it's interesting that uh, ask a kindergarten teacher and uh, she'll tell you what students we need to be concerned about and maybe pay a little more attention to and and, uh, and uh, support in, in a different way. Um, and uh, I'll, t I'll tell you who they are. They're uh, students who are new to the country, uh, students who come from low socioeconomic situations, and uh, they're Indigenous students. Not all of them, mm -hmm. um, but a lot of them. And so if we can recognize this at an early age and uh, intervene early, that can greatly change the uh, trajectory and, and life chances. Um, and it's a challenging proposition to do that. If it, if it were that easy, we'd be doing it. And so in the last number of years when, you know, we've had uh, very, you know, little opportunity, very little money in the budget to, uh, to add things to uh, the system, we've, uh, we've directed it in a way that uh, speaks to this idea of early intervention. Because I think if you had an extra dollar, you'd put 90 cents into early intervention. So uh, we've created a number of focus schools that we resource a little better than other schools. Okay. And again, it's, it's based on um, really uh, socioeconomic factors, right? So when we see a school that is challenged in that way, we can add a little bit more to it. Um, and then at the other end, um, when we are seeing students in secondary schools who aren't quite um, succeeding, then uh, we have to intervene there as well. And uh, well, I think um, the best place for a student to be is at their local neighborhood traditional type school. Um, we have to provide some choices for students as well. So I like that we have a variety of choices, um, you know, not, not the least of which is our distributed learning program. Mm -hmm. um, students can find success there. Uh, a, a variety of other uh, strange and wonderful programs that happen within high schools as well, uh, as well as our career technical center, which takes about uh, 100 students a year and puts them into dual uh, dual dual credit programming yes. uh, into the uh, trades areas. Uh, and finally, we, uh, we have uh, a couple sites for uh, what we call learning alternative students who, uh, for a variety of reasons, aren't meeting with success at, at a more traditional um, uh, uh, school. And so we, we did open up uh, at Woodlands a learning alternatives mm -hmm. program uh, with uh, uh, great success. We filled it pretty quickly. We've got a great staff there. Uh, it's nice that they have, those students have a gym there. Um, they have a really great kitchen there. 
um, great, as I say, great teaching staff and uh, um, uh, some real uh, indigenous um, underpinnings to those to those programs. And so we're really infusing this idea of indigenous ways of knowing and learning, and uh, those programs are really really great programs. And so I'm, I'm, yeah, yes. I'm, I'm really proud that we've uh, uh, paid a little greater attention this year. We've had, because we're a growing student population, we've had a little bit more in the way of resources the last couple of years, and um, that, that we were able to resource that program. No doubt, yeah. We're, we're doing fantastic things. Uh, thank you, Scott, for sharing all of that. I think that uh, the vision, we're going in the right direction, uh, no doubt, no doubt about that. Uh, maybe let's let's end off with uh, maybe a message for the staff, students, or, or people in the community. Just, um, I mean, we're halfway through the school year. We're kicking off 2019. Uh, is there anything out there that you'd like to share with them? Uh, what? Well, well, how about this? Um, I think, uh, well, first of all, I'd like to say that I'm, uh, you know, this is my, my first year in this uh, role. Um, I've, uh, I've been very uh, fortunate in this school district to, uh, to work in the jobs that I've worked in, and I uh, feel very blessed and fortunate to, to be in this role. And uh, lucky to be in Nanaimo. Um, mm -hmm. You know, one of our upcoming challenges is uh, recruiting and retaining uh, not only teachers but uh, support staff as well so uh, if you're listening right now and you want to be an EA <laughs> um, or, or a French immersion teacher uh, uh, give me a call um, but uh, I think in Nanaimo is a district that's really on the on the move um, people I've, I've heard this from from people in the past about the idea that Nanaimo has been a lighthouse district mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure what that means but I sure <laughs> I, sh I sure like the idea of it, and uh, we have such great people in this in this uh, system, Agreed. from uh, yeah. from senior management to uh, um, to people working in uh, in the in the classrooms and uh, uh, people in the facilities department, bus drivers. Mm -hmm. The people I meet are just uh, fabulous and, and and dedicated, and uh, uh, you know I'm 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 excited about uh, where we're heading in this district, and. Uh, you know, as I get out into schools and talk to people, man, there's there's such a, a dedication to student success here, um, and I'm really proud of that. And uh, I can tell you that um, you know our our grad rates are improving. They're gonna, which is you know really just one measure, of course. Um, but it's sort of the, the one that everyone holds on to. Uh, the grad rates are improving. They're going to continue to improve. I know that, and. Um, yeah, I I, th I just get a great feeling of the direction we're heading. Uh, I got to put a plug in for uh, the the new uh, board of education as well. Um, it's a really fabulous group of people who who are also really dedicated yes. uh, to improving student learning here and uh, improving life chances for kids. So um, I think it's you know it's a it's a good time to be working in the school district. Yes, for sure. District's uh, vision success for all I think that's where we're headed so yeah. thank you Scott so much I, I appreciate you coming down here spending the time I know you're very busy uh, so it's nice to be able to get this uh, get to know Scott a little bit it's it's nice to share that so I appreciate you coming down and uh, hopefully we'll have you back again maybe you'll bring your guitar maybe we'll chat a little bit more maybe we'll sing a little bit next time around uh, I think that would be a great idea what do you think it sounds great yeah and and thank you for this uh, uh, opportunity Dale this is uh, this is a real neat thing you're doing with the, the podcast so we're having a lot of fun with it yeah excellent well, thank you that Excellent. So this has been an NLPS Ed Talks. Thank you for coming, Scott, again. I appreciate that. Have yourself a great day. Cheers. Have a good one. Bye. Cheers.